Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Sharon Hall, and I'm joined by Jerry Hall, who is not a relation to me. <laughs> and we are going to talk about surviving the holidays today. <clears throat> the holidays are upon us. I can't believe they are here, uh, but here they are. So we're going to start right in because there's a lot to talk about about the holidays. And I think the one thing that causes most of the issues, as far as I'm concerned, is the change of routine. I know that that throws Rod off a lot, no matter what. Like I was gone a lot recently, and it really threw him off because his routine was changed somewhat. So that always gets him off base. So can you um, just talk a little bit about that first, Jerry, about what that does and how we can prevent some of that? The issue of change is huge because one of the primary symptoms in FTD is loss of executive function. The person knows what they want to do. They can tell you what they want to do, but the more they think about it, the less they can do it. So every time there's a change of routine, uh, somebody's coming over for dinner, somebody's going to come and stay as a guest, um, people in the environment uh, staying with you that have not been staying with you on a regular basis, the foods, or if you're in a long-term care facility, in every long-term care facility, except perhaps the Jewish homes, there is at least one Christmas fanatic who turns the entire place into a holiday wonderland. And our patients have horrible time just adapting, figuring out where they are, and have excessive disability because they can't figure out how to get things done. Um, Foods are, are good. Uh, it's a good chance to let the person eat what they want and not worry about, um, you know, whether they're going to gain weight or what their blood sugar is going to do. Um, and foods make really good gifts for people with FTD. Um, but we try and keep the routine as similar as possible. And in one of the first long-term care facilities I worked in that had an Alzheimer's unit, Um, We asked the residents what they wanted for Christmas decorations, and they said they wanted a tree in the day room and a a nativity scene underneath. And that year we didn't give out any extra mood-controlling medications. From Halloween through New Year's, we give out more professionals, give out more antipsychotic and mood-controlling medications than any other time of the year just because of the change. Yeah. So if if you are traveling somewhere, that that's such an upset in the routine. Uh, I, is the best idea to keep that routine the same wherever you are? So try to make it where you're getting up at the same time and having lunch at the same time. That's, is that the best way to handle the routine portion? Well, first you want to make sure your person's able to travel. Uh, we do trial balloon week. Rec- recommend trial balloon weekends for people where they spend a night or two at a nearby hotel, just to see if the person's able to manage traveling, because traveling is the ultimate change. You may decide that instead of traveling over the Christmas holidays where the the crowds are crazy, um, that you might want to go in mid-January, uh, or sometime when the weather's better, that you don't have to worry about. Um, changes and crowds and all of that. Um, 
one of the big issues is do you want visitors to come or do you want to visit them? Um, either way, it's not necessarily an ideal situation, although in our practice we have suggested very successfully that whether you're traveling with the person or whether your adult children or people are coming to visit you, that you have people use hotels so that there's not an extra person in the household overnight and it avoids overstimulation. Yeah, I think um, that's, a really, that's a really good uh, suggestion because you can also control the environment more in a hotel. And I think that's, that's a really good way to keep things contained is you, you sort of set the tone then as well. Uh, one thing I know that uh, people, especially people newly on in FTD, you know, it, it sort of becomes all about, oh, let's make these wonderful memories and so that we have something uh, later down the road. And I, I see a lot of people setting their expectations high to make this like the ultimate holiday, uh, better than they've ever had before. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that, Jerry? Yeah, this is a real common problem. You know, sometimes people will say, well, let's make all of mom's master cookies that she always made, and we have to do two dozen, dozen, um, you know, and and they really knock themselves out. Um, Very often it's an adult daughter or a spouse who not only has her routine but or his routine, um, but has a whole bunch of new responsibilities. And as a general rule, our patients are not necessarily very good with gratitude. So you may slave away for hours and hours and hours and hours in the kitchen for not much of a response from the patient. Um, And the more that's going on in the home, the more you're going to not want necessarily to remember that holiday because it can result in acting out and, and problem behaviors. Use things to keep life simple. If you can go to a grocery store, and many grocery stores at this time of the year will sell you the turkey all cooked with the stuffing and everything so that you don't have to cook anything, do it. Think about it. When was the last time you really remembered a particular turkey that you had for dinner, unless it was burned? Um, <laughs> you know, you can buy cakes, you can buy cookies. You, most supermarkets, at least in the places I've lived, have bakeries and um, have wonderful takeout sessions. Um, I would not necessarily suggest going out for Christmas dinner to a hotel or a really crowded area because there'll be a lot of children there. They're usually running around and, um, you know, there's a lot of stimulus. And people with FTD have a real problem with stimulus. Um, I've been reading a lot lately on the um, Facebook page, uh, FTD Info and Support, and they have patients on there who talk about what stimulus does to them and why they try to avoid it. Um, What happens very often is the patient becomes overwhelmed with stimulus, particularly at a large meal, large family, and all they have is about a half an hour tolerance for the amount of stimulus that's at the meal, you know, sights and sounds and groups of people. Um, 
And so they leave or walk out of the room or go in a bedroom and close the door. And people are really upset because they think mom or dad is being rude. And mom isn't being rude. She's just trying to control the amount of stimulus that she's subjected to to be able to manage on her own at her level. Another thing that I, I see a lot of is that the Christmas holiday seems to be a time that family wants to discuss long-term care placement at the dinner table. That's a bad idea. I mean, intuitively, it's a bad idea, and it really doesn't work out. The other thing is, if you've got adult children and they're telling you how to take care of mom or dad, don't necessarily listen. They, you have ten times more experience than they have with this. Um, and if you're desperate for help, go to Facebook and ask the experts. I'm on Facebook. Sharon's on Facebook. Um, and you can just send us a message, ask us a question. Um, and I never leave my compu- computer, actually. So, uh, But don't let your adult visitors tell you that you have to do this and this and this about care because care of people with FTD is not intuitive. And so just reading a book on Alzheimer's is not going to help. Well, one thing I also would like to encourage people to do is if you're going somewhere for the holiday and and there is going to be a crowd, and if you don't know some of the people, sometimes that happens as well, I would I would want to... <laughs> give them a little preview uh, and, and maybe write a note to distribute to everybody in an email list about things that can help you uh, enjoy the holiday so that, you know, things like, um, you know, Rod doesn't like large crowds, so he'll be spending some time in a room, you know, off, off to the side. And, you know, it's not because he's antisocial. It's just because there's stimulus. So explaining things and being forthright and honest about things, to me, is the best way to circumvent any problems that might occur. Uh, I know a lot of times people are hesitant to talk to new people about about a diagnosis and what's happening and so forth. But I would much rather be the person saying, this is what's going on, than have somebody over in the corner going, what's wrong with Charlie? Uh, I would much rather be the one to say what is happening and why it's happening prior to somebody making that judgment. Does that sound like a good suggestion to you, Jerry? I think it's an absolutely fabulous um, idea. Um, Everybody I know who is an FTD caregiver considers every moment with others a teachable moment. I think it has to be. I, I I really, you know, I'm the person that encourages everyone to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Uh, I've mentioned before, you can call AFTD. They have, it's just called a trifold brochure. If you tell them that name, they know what you're talking about, and they will send you as many as you like. I carry those in my purse all the time. So if I have a moment where something is happening or I'm engaged in conversation with someone, I whip out those brochures, and it's a very simple way of explaining what FTD is, and I, I don't go anywhere without them. And I think it's up to all of us to, to do that and to educate. That's the way people become educated is by 
personally knowing someone, talking to someone, even if it's in a grocery store, they'll remember that. They'll remember that you gave them that brochure and say, you know, I talked to somebody, and, and I wonder if, you know, John down the street sounds like he has the same thing. So I always find those moments, um, it always, I always, always, always carry that trifle brochure, and I encourage everyone to, to do that because unless we do that, the stigma will remain. We are the only way that the stigma will be removed is by talking about it like it's no big deal. This is a disease. No one is, no one is has has forced this on themselves. It is a disease, and we need to provide that information to people. So I encourage you all, especially at at holiday times, you're going to be meeting with people that you haven't seen in a long time, and or maybe some people that you don't even know. And um, I was at Thanksgiving dinner, not with Rod. You all know I went to the parade. But there were nine people. Well, nine people went out of that, that, that apartment knowing way more about dementia than they ever thought they, they would ever know. And um, just in casual conversation. So I encourage you to do that, especially with the holidays and you're meeting additional people. Um, I want to talk about a couple of different things. Um, sure. First of all, taking time for yourself. The, this is a holiday for you, too. That's why we're simplifying the preparation and that sort of thing. Don't be afraid if you've got guests to ask them to help. Are they going to put away everything the way you would? No, they're not. But at this point, you need all the help and the rest you can get. Think about using some in-home respite uh, in the week or so before Christmas so that you get time for you. You don't want to take your person to a shopping center or um, you know, discount stores and that sort of thing the week before Christmas. You know, it it's gonna be pandemonium. Um, and so you need to be able to plan time for yourself to do that. Um, keep things short, you don't necessarily have to wrap gifts. And now that we're on that topic, my big topic is what are you going to buy them for Christmas or as a holiday gift? Um, as I said earlier, food is always good. Um, patients with most dementias lose their sense of smell and so they lose their sense of taste. And chocolate and sweet things are still preserved well because you taste those with your tongue. Um, everything else is sweet, sour, bitter, and salty. Um, is all they can taste. And so keep the chocolates coming. You know, this is not a time to stick to your diet or really worry so much about blood sugar unless the person's a really brittle diabetic. Um, warm clothing. Many people with dementias complain bitterly that they're cold all the time. So uh, stores like L.L. Bean and stuff that have fleece-lined socks and warm, fuzzy, comfy clothing is a good thing. Um, I strongly recommend that patients get in the habit of resting twice a day. And one way to get them to rest twice a day is to give them a warm, fuzzy, washable, uh, either a quilt or a comfort uh, blanket or a robe that when you take it out, it's time for a nap, but that you put it away so that they're not in bed the whole rest of the time. Let me ask you about weighted blankets, uh, Jerry. I know that 
you know, when we go to the to the dentist, Rod loves that that he makes them put that weighted X-ray thing on him when they clean his mm-hmm. teeth. And I've I've thought about buying a weighted blanket. Do, can you do you know much about the weighted blankets and how we should be looking at them and the weight of them? And I'm a little confused about all that. Do you know anything about that? I've not seen weighted blankets, but I think it's a good idea. And for the same reason that Rod likes it, our patients are going backwards developmentally. And many of them, at least part of the time, are almost at a toddler phase. Well, what do we do with children that are unruly and anxious and nervous? We swaddle them. And so this is an opportunity to swaddle your loved one and to to diminish the anxiety that they feel just trying to be in the world. Well, I I've, I've noticed that the blankets come in different weights and that was I'm I'm going to do some research on that and I'll post something on Facebook for that uh so that you can see what you're supposed to do because I don't know if it's based on the size of the person or uh, I'm I'm not quite sure how that all works and I thought maybe if you had some knowledge on that cuz I thought about a weighted blanket and I want to make sure I get it right because they are not cheap. But I uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any such thing as right or wrong because I can tell you right now, with with the amount of research that's being done on patients with FTD in their care, it hasn't been studied. Yeah. But it would make a wonderful study for a graduate nursing student. Yes, because. I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, especially like the dentist, you know, where you wear that little blanket. (laughs) So many people have said that their person with FTD really likes that, you know, always asks for that weighted weighted, um, x-ray thing. So Mm -hmm. there's something to it. And so I'll I'll post on Facebook, guys, if if I uh, do some research on it and get one for Rod, I'll let you know how that goes. Um, Go ahead, The other things I would be careful with in the gift range. Um, I wouldn't buy books unless they are sort of semi-adult appropriate, but you don't want them to struggle because they can't read. Many patients, particularly if they've got word-finding problems um, or language substitution issues called semantic dementia, um, they can't read anymore and they can't comprehend it. So, you know, picture books like the the giant book of puppies and the giant book of fire engines and those sorts of things are very good. Toys, you have to be careful. You don't want uh, – toys can be very good. I've had patients play with blocks forever. Um, but you don't want it painted with chickies and duckies. And, you know, the person is still an adult, even though developmentally they may not be an adult anymore. But be careful with that. Um, shopping at a developmental or educational toy store can produce uh, activities that are um, appropriate for the patient's developmental level at this, at any given time. Uh, painting. Um, also, don't be afraid to use it. This is an opportunity to introduce adult day programming, you know, that you're giving Dad, a membership to this club, special club, you know, rather than saying, do you want to go to daycare? Because the answer of that will always be no. But, do you, do you, you know. Do you want is, is a, is a, 
phrase I, I don't use because it's always, you know, it can always be a no, and then you have to turn that around. So I never say, do you want to? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I try to keep that out of the vocabulary as much as, as much as I can. I do want to mention, though, that, you know, when I was at the caregiving conference, has I was on a panel with Hasbro, um, someone who's been hired at Hasbro for adult type of toys and so forth, and they have come out with a cat and a dog that are very realistic. Uh, the cat purrs when you when you stroke it. Um, it. It will ignore you just like a cat will ignore you, uh, a real cat. They studied cats and dogs and their behaviors. And I believe they're around 100 and something dollars, and I know that sounds like a lot, but they have been extremely successful in a placement situation where where you can't have a, a real pet and it's a person that's been used to having a pet. So you might the want to look at that. The other thing is uh, baby dolls, uh, particularly yes, yes. women. Um, baby dolls or even Cabbage Patch dolls can be very helpful. Yeah, and I think there's different levels. You know, like like with Rod, he he's uh, a little more high-functioning and... and um, Although, you know, the dogs are very meaningful to him. So if we ever had an opportunity to not have a dog, I think I I really think I would get him something like a, a dog or a cat that's like a dog or a cat because he really, the dogs are very important to him. But in placement, they have found that, that these uh, animals have been very, very beneficial and very interactive. So, and Hasbro, watch for Hasbro coming out with many more things that will be geared toward uh, toward the dementia community and not necessarily all late stage. So they're looking at some you know earlier stage games and so forth that are not childish, but uh, still have the ability you know to, to have some interaction. So what watch for those as well. I, I know that um, they're looking at a lot of things there. Um, on the taking time for yourself, uh, uh, Jerry. Um, I know that that I know how important that is to do. And recently, you know, I've had a lot of time to myself because I've been traveling a lot. And I have I have to tell all of you that if you're taking on the the chore of going to someone's home for for Christmas or having the group into your home, please plan on a scheduled respite after the holiday. It's so good for your mind to be away and find a way to do it. I, I know it's difficult. I know it's hard. I know it's, it's expensive to, to have somebody come in or or uh, do a placement for, for a respite, but please think about it because I'm, I want you to know how beneficial it is, and I keep talking about that, but respite is so, so important. The other thing is let your family know what you need and be very specific. You know, I need you to come over on Tuesday afternoon at 3 o'clock and, and, and read to Dad for an hour so I can get out and get my hair done. You know, those kinds of specific things. Sometimes family members, particularly adult children, are really very nervous and upset around Dad. Give him other chores. You know, have have your son clean or daughter clean up the yard. Do whatever that you can, but be specific and don't be afraid to to ask them for help. 
and not just, do you think you could help out? This is what I need, and be assertive about it. Um, you know, because what happens is the kids go, Mom says she's doing fine, and she'll call us if she needs us. I have a, a theory that this is the time where everybody learns who belongs in the family and who doesn't. Yeah, that's that's very true. But you really do have to ask, and and you shouldn't you shouldn't hesitate to ask. Uh, I think a lot of times we create our own uh, our own worries. The other thing I want to mention is you know shop online. My goodness, it's just so easy. You, there isn't anything that you can't get delivered right to your door, so that you don't have to go into the crowds of people and have to deal with with uh, taking your FTD or with you and encountering an issue. Shop online. It's it's the best thing since sliced bread. And I posted this morning, I order groceries through Walmart, uh, grocery.walmart.com that is available here. So I ordered last night some things, and I had to go this morning, and I slept in a little bit because I've been really tired, and, and I it was gloomy, and I just threw on a sweatshirt and went in my pajamas to pick up the groceries. <laughs> but, you know... It was like I was taking care of myself. I didn't feel like getting out of my pajamas and my slippers. So I just hopped in the car with a sweatshirt and off I went because I didn't have to go in the store. So try to find as many ways as possible to make shortcuts for yourself. And Sharon and I both want to wish you the best holiday season ever, no matter what you celebrate, but we hope you celebrate you a little bit too. Absolutely. Every you you have to remember that you are important, and if you don't take care of yourself, especially during a time like holidays, you can end up on the short end of the stick very quickly. So um, please remember to enjoy yourself over the holidays. Don't stress over what's happening. If, if you have to go buy the cake instead of make the cake, so what? Uh, I've let a lot of things go. In fact, Rod put up the Christmas tree while I was in Chicago, and it's there. I haven't put anything on it because I went away more time. So I have now hired the, the young man that helped him in the yard. He's coming tonight, and he and I are going to decorate the Christmas tree. And I, I'm paying him for his time to help me with the tree. Oh, well, <laughs> it'll get done, and we'll have some cheer around the house, and I won't stop myself out doing it. So take care of yourselves. I, I want to make sure that you all take care of yourselves and uh, and just make time for yourself. Get a nice overnight respite after the holidays to unwind. Don't be guilty about it. Buy prepared food. Use Uber Eats. <laughs> don't don't be ashamed to ask for things, and don't be ashamed to ask for help. So, are there and take any, naps. Yeah, any last-minute things you want to talk about, Jerry? No, I'm. I just hope everybody remembers to take a few pictures because those are the pictures you're going to cherish over the years. And don't forget to send them to ftdcalendarpics at yahoo.com for the 2019 FTD calendar. Uh, we're working on it already. So um, please remember over the holidays to get some nice pictures that, that show your FTD are having a great time with family and friends and, 
uh, let us share that with the world and let them know that you can live with STD and uh, and have a good life. So please have a wonderful holiday season. Be safe. Uh, please reach out to Gary or myself anytime you have a question. Remember that we have STD chat on caregiving.com every Monday and Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Everyone is welcome. You just need a free account to come in. Uh, we formed a very nice group of people. There are men, women, and you don't have to. It's a, everybody is there, and um, sometimes we don't even talk about STD. So join us there. And then join us again next month. We will have... We will have our podcast on So uh, mark that on your calendar, and we'll be talking about your safety at that time. So happy holidays, everyone. Jerry, have a wonderful Christmas. And Thank we you. Hope-